Good morning and welcome to Friday morning, May the 13th in 2022 on When I Rise. Today we come to the end of year C, the fifth Sunday of Easter, and on the Friday of the week we'd like to take a look at the gospel passage, which comes from this week from the Revised Common Lectionary, and we find ourselves back in the Gospel of John, John chapter 13, verses 31 through 35. And so let me read that passage, provide a couple points for reflection, and then we'll spend our time praying along the theme that we find there. Before we do so, happy birthday, Ginger, wife of mine. Hope that you have a great day today. Let's allow our souls to rise and meet God together in a time of prayer. John chapter 13, verses 31 through 35. When Judas had gone out, Jesus said, Now the Son of Man is glorified, and God is glorified in him. God is glorified in him, God will also glorify him in, in himself. He will glorify him right away. Children, I am still with you for a little while. You will look for me, and just as I said to the Jewish religious leaders, where I am going, you cannot come. Now I tell you the same. I give you a new commandment, to love one another. Just as I have loved you, you are also to love one another. Everyone will know by this that you are my disciples, if you have love for one another. This is the word of God for us. I apologize for tripping all over those pronouns there. That's what's about John's gospel, John's writing in general. There's just a, this is very Eastern, it's very, it's very layered. And so sometimes there's a whole lot of repetition uh, about pers- the old pronouns there. Anyways, um, what do we say about John 13? What an interesting passage. You'll notice that I think a, a bit of a paradox happens in this passage. These disciples with Jesus are his friends. Therefore, they are unique. They're different. Um, Jesus, at one point in this discourse, he, doesn't, he says, No longer do I call you servants, but I call you friends. It's because they have more knowledge than some others out there. So there's like a distinction about them. But they're also the same even as Jesus' opponents. You know, we notice in this passage, Jesus said, just as I told the religious leaders, I'm going to tell you the same thing. Where I'm going, you cannot go with me. So even though the disciples have this access to Jesus, they cannot go where he is going now. So there's going to be an absence, right, of Jesus going to be taken from them. But at the same time, another paradox is hatched here. That as they go on loving one another in this new command, uh, people will know that God's presence rests with them, right? I, I go back to this um, interesting thing. I think a philosopher may have mentioned I was in the audience once, and it's nothing that originated with him, but it's something that we see from time to time. Yet this, um, if you put the words like God is nowhere, um, that's this uh, statement of maybe God is absent or there is no God, God is nowhere. But you could take that nowhere and you could split it differently. It's like God is now here. Um, and I think that that kind of gets into this interesting paradox and bind that we have in the Christian life is that at the same time, we just affirm that we cannot behold God with our eyes. Uh, The New Testament writers say that God lives in unapproachable light, right? There's a veil. Uh, We look in a glass dimly, as Paul says in uh, 1 Corinthians, like the later parts, chapters 12, 13, 14, right? So there is a partiality. We can't see it all. Um, We know some things, 
But uh, as Augustine said, I think I even mentioned yesterday, we don't know what we don't know about God, right? So God, at, at one point, is nowhere. We can't, like, point to him and say, there is God, right? But in a strange way, at the same time, we say, God is now here, right? Um, we, we sense God's presence and God's life around us. The things that we have concluded about God, we do, we can point to them definitively through our human experience, uh, through some of our rational inquiry, we can. We can deduce an argument for God. It still takes a leap at the end of that argument. But we can, like through um, the, the knowledge that we gain through religious practice, uh, through religious worship, through just tacit knowledge, a branch of philosophy that we talked about before, where we know more than we could say. Like we, could just, like we just conclude, I wish I could put it all on scratch paper, but I can't. But God is now here. That's the bind, a beautiful bind, that the Christian experiences. Um, we can't see God, but that's probably to our benefit, so we can't put God in a box, right? And we can't always anticipate what God is going to do. But there is comfort, there is hope, because we also at the same time can say, God is now here. And Jesus said, you're going to experience that. It's, it's going to be exponentially experienced in your life when you go on loving one another. And then the world around you is going to know. You're going to be marked out as my people when you go on loving one another. So I think that's the question for us as the church is, we, do we want people to find God more evident in their life? If we do, then it's really upon us, empowered by God's spirit, like to go on loving one another. And then it'll dawn upon people, wow, the living God is among them. The living God is active in and through them into the world around us. So with those things in mind, let's spend some time praying to our God this morning. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, we thank you today that we're included in your family. We thank you that you've marked us by your love. And God, we thank you for this beautiful bind that you've led us into as your followers. Uh, or on the one hand, we're, we walk by faith and not by sight. We, we can't point to one exact location, say God is here, and then point to another location, you know, location, say God is not there. Um, but we, in a mystery, although we can't behold you with our eyes, we do know you. We know you from the inner witness of the Spirit. We see you in the faces of other people. We hear whispers and echoes of you through creation and through events. We know that we are not alone, but we are surrounded and we are upheld and we are kept in your care. And so God, this day we give our lives to you once more. And we take seriously this command of Jesus, this, uh, this law that will bind us together, this law that will also communicate to the world around us that you are our God. And so Lord, we vow today to go on loving one another. And we pray as we do so that you'd make yourself known. Let's all these things in Jesus' name. Amen.